we're back. Back at it again. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. And this is the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back at it again, as always, every single week. Yep. Without, without fail. fail. <laughs> that was we didn't not even, practice. <laughs> we, I was going to say, we didn't even practice that. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. So yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode about John Wick. Mm-hmm. I know we enjoyed watching him and talking about it. Uh, this was really good. Appar- apparently, the, apparently, four was pushed back a year. Oh well, I mean, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense with all the stuff going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, we thought we'd do another fun episode for this week. So for this episode, uh, I learned how to play Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my all time favorite pastimes. You know, yes. which sucks because like I can't really go and do this with my friends right now. <laughs> <laughs> right can't get the crew together <laughs> some could say i'm trying to convince james to play so i have someone to play it's <laughs> <laughs> like oh hey maybe every now and then you mm. want to just quick play a game yeah <laughs> i mean if you need something to do in that regard mm. you can just ask me yeah <laughs> or, or was this like is this like some convoluted plan to like it is it is plant the seed in my brain it is one step in my ridiculously circuitous plan to make the entire world play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want it to be like Pokemon level-esque, where you can be walking down the streets, lock eyes with somebody, pull out your deck box, and be like, I challenge you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was, it's been around longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like like the Pokemon like world, not like the card game. Oh, yeah. Nobody really played the card game. Come on. How come there isn't a Magic the Gathering video game? There are. There's plenty. Really? There are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I just... Were there yeah. any for the Game Boy? Uh, no. That didn't it, matter. It was, it, it was like PC, primarily, I think. They've had, oh. they've had like uh, card game platform or card games <clears throat> on uh, consoles, but it's never been too ridiculous. Uh, right now, I think... I mean, obviously, we all know they're working on the, the, the Netflix series, but I think they're working on a... Uh, isn't the Netflix series going to be anime also? I think so. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. But they have like a um, like a, a magic tactics game out right now. It's it's like, uh, you know, those games where you have like a, a, there's two bases on the end of them. You always see them in like mobile phones and they're just like sending things at each other. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I mean, I'm just waiting for them to be like, hey, here's the Magic the Gathering MMORPG. Well, no, the only reason I say because it's like Pokemon, the trading card game was my mm-hmm. favorite Game Boy game in the world. Yep. If they had a magic game, I mean like that, can, that you, would have been amazing. You can get them on your phone. There, it's uh, well, the the past one isn't on phones. I'm not sure if Arena's on phones yet or not, but they have phone variants. I mean, you can play Kotor on phones nowadays. So, I remember um, playing games on a Texas Instruments calculator, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Snake and stuff. I think I had Mega Man on one of mine. Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird thing to do. Oh, playing a game on a calculator. It's crazy. Now it's, you can play it on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I always find it interesting when, when when you're like perusing the internet, talking about video games and stuff, and people are like showing off the crazy things that they put Doom on. Because that's like, a, <laughs> that's like the, 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 the running thing is, can Doom run it? Or can it run Doom or whatever? I like got people playing Doom on a Samsung smart fridge. And <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Side note. Refrigerator shouldn't be that tricked out. No, there's no real use for it. 
I mean, you have a camera on the inside. And it's like, you're out of this and you're out of this. We've added it to your shopping cart. Would you like to buy it? And was, That's just weird. That's yeah. kind of awkward. <laughs> That's almost like it's almost like that one Disney movie where they had the AI mom. That was the house or whatever. You know, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, Wait, was it Smart House? I think so. Yeah. OK, no, I know what you're talking about. I was like, what movie? I was like, oh, it had mm-hmm. to be probably Smart House because mm-hmm. Disney Channel original movies were bizarre. Mm hmm. Yeah, back to talking about magic. So I had played at one time Mm -hmm. for a very short period around 2012. Mm -hmm. And that's where it about ended. I think everybody has that moment where they uh, where they like first get interested in it. And then it it really it really depends on who they're around several years later on whether or not they stay in it. Because like when I was first introduced to it, I was hanging out with uh, Chris and Justin in Chris's basement. And they had a bunch of cards and I had no idea what this was. And I was a teenager, I was like 16, 17, maybe. And they pulled it out and we built built up some decks real quick and we played for like 20 minutes. Didn't really know what was going on, but I was like, this is cool. Art's kind of crazy. Um, but then years later is when I really got into it at the age of like 20, 21, somewhere around there. So like there was there was years in be, between like my introduction to it and whether or not I like kept playing it. So you never know. A few years from now, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Maybe in a few years I'll buy Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Ah, a few years. That's a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, if I had like the money to burn, I probably would get mm-hmm. <laughs> get like two switches so Callie could play too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just everybody plays Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's a wholesome game. It's a wholesome. We need some wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how far the wholesome is extended to, though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it was a uh, yeah. It's been about eight years since I played. Mm-hmm. So was was there any like um, so Wizards of the Coast when they when they're making Magic the Gathering when they're making new cycles, new sets, they they type they like to introduce new mechanics, which means they have to you know backlog and I'll rewrite some of the rules and retcon a bunch of stuff, but like over the years they've added so much as far as like the cards interacting with each other in the game was there like what were the key things that like you remembered or and like the a couple of key things that like stood out as like brand new to you i honestly don't remember because it was so long ago oh <laughs> well i mean like the the base general mechanics you know like having creatures throwing them around and stuff but like i mean it was it wasn't terribly different than mm-hmm. how we played okay Cause like one of one of my fun one of my favorite things is when I'm introduced to a new friend who has who plays magic or or whatever is like when they tell me their story of when they started, you know, and it kind of like gives me this understanding of where they're at in magic. Like uh, I have friends who uh, played for a long time, uh, a very long time ago, and they were like, "Yeah, back when I played, um, mana burn was the thing, or damage on the stack was still a thing," and I'm like, "That's." fucking like I, I know about those because i read into them but like that's like ancient territory for me mm. you know actually now that i think about it, it might have been 2013 mm-hmm. if i'm thinking about it correctly but yeah and it wasn't for very long but yeah it wasn't anything too different i, I didn't get too into it mm. it was only like i was with a certain group of people someone was like i want to get back into magic and everybody went and bought like oh, the newest yeah. starter set we just all yeah that's how it happened it was like it's like the let's go do this yeah sure we'll all do it Mm -hmm. and then nobody sticks with it it also depends it's like you know how how long are you hanging out with that same group of people and how often yeah no it's definitely uh 
it sort of became a filter, at least for me from now on. Like, you know, when I meet new people, I'm like, oh, man, I like this person. They, they're my friend. But like how close in my circle are they going to be? It's like, do you play Magic the Gathering? All right. You're a step closer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I can. In other words, dating criteria also applies in this metric. Dude, do you I play sw- Magic I the Gathering? God, <laughs> if I meet someone who's like, I play Magic the Gathering, I'm like, you're like. So you're right there so, already. So, so if you meet a girl who plays magic and has a podcast. Oh my God. Fucking propose. <laughs> <laughs> Something you would never have any intention yeah. of doing. You'd be like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not looking to give a gift horse in the mouth. Fuck that. Let's, let's, let's get this going. No, but, but, but for real though, it's like, for me, it's something that like many years could pass and I haven't talked to that person and they could hit me up and be like, hey, I'm hanging out with a couple of friends about to play magic. You in? I'm like, yes. And I'll drive out <laughs> to wherever they are. <laughs> uh, I, I do think one thing that's interesting is how. I think maintenance of the game over the years, the fact that it's like they can keep it fresh and relevant. Mm-hmm. That's de- that's definitely something that's like a, not a lot of. You know, not a lot of games get that convenience. It's like you're either a classic game or you're a flavor of the week. Yeah, they really figured out. They figured they figured out the formula. Well, um, I mean, it, it's essentially like the original trading card game. I mean, mm-hmm. before that, because uh, was it um, wasn't it like a math teacher or something who came up with a game or something like that? So they're a math teacher or like I, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was somebody who was studying in the field to become like a math teacher or something like they were it was going something to like that. Us. And then they they had the idea for the mm. game came up with it and you know little did they know <laughs> they created like the biggest card game of all time you know spawned one of the greatest mm-hmm. spinoffs ever the pokemon trading card game mm-hmm. which you know ruined some childhoods yeah, that's whatever i mean I, I wouldn't say ruined it was like you know i've i've never seen kids so closely tied to a mafia-esque way of interacting than Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. They were banned in my school eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a couple of people getting into fights over them and I was like, y'all are crazy. I don't even play this game. I'm just trying to have like my little starter six set. Like <laughs> I just want my Charizard, like my Pikachu, <laughs> Dragon Knight. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I proudest trade ever. I traded a kid, a, a, a lightning energy for a Pidgeotto. How? He was younger than me. Oh, you fucking bully. Hey, <laughs> is is it's not my fault. Um, awareness is awareness. I I almost felt bad at the time when I did it, but like I, the person was older than me, so I didn't feel bad about trading with them. But at one time I traded a stack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards for Pokemon Yellow. Like, I gave him the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and got Pokemon Yellow. I was like, "Yo, you just got finessed." <laughs> <laughs> oh that is wild mm-hmm. oh you know it, it, and it's funny it doesn't seem like it seems like pokemon's the one that really went that route no other card game really was like mm-hmm. you know you're sticking up people for cards basically yeah pokemon was really they they really pushed the whole trading with your friends thing like they're, they're all called <laughs> trading card games but who the fuck trades like magic cards i don't trade them with my friends if i if i have something that's extra i i just give it away you know you no know, i think well i think and I think that's what goes along with the, you know, new additions every year. It's like mm-hmm. there's really no aside from it's like monetary value. It's like there's no point in trading cards. Like how how long before cards obsolete mm-hmm. or how long does like, you, you know, how long does your 
before your strategy changes. Mm-hmm. How quickly does the card get banned? Like, yeah, like what new rules are there? It's, like, it's know. funny because they the Wizards have have done this more than once, where they've they've been like promo here's a card coming out in the new set and then before the set's released they're like yeah that card's banned <laughs> so oh, like, we don't know what the fuck we were thinking making that one <laughs> like oh uh, no you shouldn't use this <laughs> but yeah i mean like pokemon more or less has like trading built into the franchise you know because in the video games you trade pokemon and the show they trade well, you, gotta, pokemon, you gotta catch but, them all mm-hmm in magic it's just like you like you, the as far as the lore you're these aren't wizards running around trading spells you know like the the way you look at your deck it's not your stack of pokemon in your pc it's it's a collection of like spells well it's also not limited controls. there's so many different cards in magic than there mm-hmm. are pokemon it's like you know with each set there's what 150 pokemon per i mean i don't even know how many they introduce with each new like region or whatever oh in pokemon yeah i, I, I I'm, I'm sure there's less than like 1500 different pokemon yeah but but it's like you know each kind of set has its own like you know there's a there's a finite number Mm. of different creatures this it's like oh you have you know this type of creature this type of creature all these different kinds of things Mm -hmm. and then you know different variants of them but then you also have planeswalkers which is not a concept that was ever introduced to pokemon and all this other stuff it's like it's almost like rat it's it moves like technology Mm -hmm. it's just like at a rapid pace things constantly changing and improving yep and the the whole feel of it aside from the base mechanics the whole feel of it changes with every set you know because it's all thematic and then they'll they'll bake in the whatever relevant mechanics that make sense in that set or the new ones that they're trying to push forward and so like it's a it's constantly dynamically changing the the playing field well and it's also a game based on world building as opposed to here's Mm -hmm. just some pictures and creatures yeah i mean the sheer scope of it is 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 immense you know, and they're like, oh, Pokemon's a couple different areas on Earth where, like, you can catch different Pokemon and stuff. Magic the Gathering, it's like these are like uh, in- interplanetary travelers, you know, multidimensional entities going around and fucking shit up. And the scope yeah. of it is, is incredible is what I like about it. You know, I think also the gameplay is a little bit more adventurous, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not. There's like restrictions to certain other card games. Yeah, like Pokemon, it's like you can do this and you can do that, and there's like there's a limit, there's a clear clear defined structure. But with Magic: The Gathering, this is why I promote it so much, and I'm like everybody should try it out. Is it's you can get a a ridiculously honest expression of yourself in that game. Like every time somebody's like, well, I'd like to play the game, but I'd like to play it this way, or I'd like to do this with it, and I'm like, you literally can if. If the dude from Because Science can turn a Magic the Gathering deck into a functioning computer, then <laughs> you can do anything you want with this game. It's also one of those unique games. Like I don't know of any other card game that has more than one main phase. True. Generally, they, they keep it streamlined. This one, it's like <clears throat> you, you, you have the, the two primary and you have the two main phases and the combat phase. But beyond that, I mean, there's I mean, I showed you the diagram. There's like there's tens of steps well, also, in each I don't phase. Know, I, I, you know like cards with flash that's the only con that's the only time i've ever seen that concept in a play i was like you know you might have trap cards in Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. but those have to be out here it's like a, you know you can flash it oh hey by the way you're doing this i'm gonna do this <laughs> you know it's funny um and it, it's one of the uh it's one of the uh, it's a highly valued card but it's not like the most like ridiculously valued it's a called card called vidalkan orrery but that doesn't really matter what matters is its effect is um it, it changes the gameplay so that the the spells that you cast can all be cast at that speed 
it completely changes the way that you're playing that game. As soon as you get that to resolve, you're like, I'm no longer playing during my turn. I'm I'm only reacting to what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I love it and I fucking hate seeing it on someone else's battlefield. I'm like, fucking damn it. I will never know what they're planning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also it's I think strategy also this is like a million different combinations. Mm-hmm. Unless you're unless you're playing in like sanctioned events you can't really expect anything you know because like if you if you're going to um if you're going to any modern or not modern i should say any sanctioned event is typically what's in the standard rotation which is basically the most recent um sets that they've released and there there tends to be a bit of like study work done by like the the more the professional magic the gathering players and then they like create these deck concepts that tend to just work and then everybody kind of follows suit. So okay. like when you go to an event, you can be like, I'm going ex- to, I'm going to expect uh red deck wins to show up. I'm going to expect, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, can't remember the name right now. It's escaping me, whatever. I'm expecting some sort of control deck to show up. You can, you can plan for stuff like that. And then like, you can try to build off meta and try to work around it. And sometimes it will work. Sometimes it won't. But when it comes to, like playing in the grand scope or like playing casual magic with like people around a table. No fucking idea. Somebody could show up and be like, I built this deck to draw all my cards and make me lose. Cause I do shit like that. All the time. <laughs> and people are like, wait a minute. What? Why? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining. Well, so I think the, I think the versatility of the different playing styles there are also mm-hmm. in there, which is not present in any other game. Mm-mm. No, there's like the one clear path to success and stuff like Pokemon. Like, I'm going to beat your face in with my Pokemon. That's what I do. And this, it's like I can make you run out of cards. I can suck the life out of you. I can create so, or I can fulfill some sort of instant win condition. Well, also the different setups. Mm-hmm. Also, like when we played Commander. Oh, yeah. The the game variants. Yep. There are plenty. There's like there's there's standard, which is just the 60 card, which is what I introduced you to originally. There's Commander, which I, I think. I don't want to say the majority, but at least a very large portion of the player base enjoys because it's it's like it's more freedom. You know, there's the games are longer, so you get more time to to pull off wonkier combos. There's like emperor uh, formats. There's like crazy six player stuff. There's two headed giant, which is uh, teams of two players, which I that's why I kind of wanted a fourth person the other night. So we could do a two headed giant Mm. because then it's like you and your partner versus another team of two. I love oh, okay. stuff like that, but yeah, there's 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 so much you can do with this game. Yeah, it's definitely, oh, it's definitely interesting. It's just it's pulling off something that most most things don't get to pull off as far as staying power. Mm-hmm. It's like there's always ways for it to stay interesting. This game's almost as old as me. I think it's like 25 years old. Yeah, well, it's also one of those things like it's not a massively advertised game either. Mm-mm. Doesn't need to be. Like it, 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 its success is vast, but it doesn't need like all the commercial nonsense of mm-hmm. like being a brand. It's just people go, people play it on the merit of just this is a good game. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what help what helps them stay so well is that the product itself is so damn good that like the the player base, like myself and all these other people, will try to get new people into it. Will actively try because it's it's that good. They know that once you get past the learning phase and you're like and you're enjoy you're playing the game regularly you will enjoy it i have not met a single person 
that like plays the game and is like, I don't fucking like this game anymore. Like nobody just has that random <laughs> change of heart. It's something else that'll push them out of it. Like buddy Chris, he played and he wound up working at a comic shop and that's what ruined it for him. Is like there's a there's a community of uh the sweaty neck beard types. Those I was gonna guys, say, like it doesn't seem uh <laughs> they they they, they kind of pushed him out of the community because he's always had to have conversations with them and they're just inane. It's it's hard to talk to people like that. So I I won't say the community's perfect. That's not the that's not the shining point of, of this game. It's just the product itself. Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's a lot of things in in the culture in just the culture with which magic exists in is it's it's literally the one community in the spectrum of anything that has that community attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's always like nerd and geek culture has those people that they have to worry about, and it kind of ruins it for everybody else because they use that as the base model of oh, this is what you all are like. Yep, it's like oh, you play nerdy stuff. All right, you don't shower. You're right. <laughs> It's like, uh, no, I shower every day more, more. Uh, most times I will fuck around and shower twice in a single day. If I know I'm going somewhere, like I'll wake up and shower and I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere at 6 p.m. I'm going to shower at 530. Like if you go to a magic tournament. <laughs> yes. Did you see you douse yourself yeah. in cologne so you don't have to yeah, endure the, the smells that I've, might I've went to present. one unprepared and it wasn't too bad. There was one person there who I was kind of like, mm, person's a little funky. So whatever. I didn't get mashed up with them, so I didn't worry, worry about it. But going to them uh, like ahead of time, like after that, I was like, I'm going to shower before I go. So I'm fresh. Right. And in my car, I'm going to, you know, hit myself with the cologne real quick. You might have to start using Axe again for that. Mm-hmm. Just like. Here, if we're going to be flooded with a, <laughs> with a detestable odor, let it be axe. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I just splash myself with some cologne real quick and then I wouldn't have to smell anybody on the inside, you know? And then I'm just like unaware of it. I can I cannot look at people with that uh, with that pre with that disposition. I'm not going to look at somebody and be like, they probably smell because I can't fucking smell them. All I smell is this delicious cologne. You should do. Do <laughs> modest septum piercing, put in your nose, but like a little air freshener. Oh. <laughs> why does why doesn't that exist? Like or, or like a little clip on air freshener, you just like clipping your nose. Um, yeah, just like <laughs> take take the piercing out and put in a tiny little like scented Hawaiian or breeze. Yeah, <laughs> million dollar idea right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's already got scented uh, septum rings. If not, fuck, <sighs> need to get on that because that's a good idea. Yeah, and that's a yeah. That's just the disappointing thing is you know from what you've described, it's you know there's a lot of personalities that are very off putting. Mm-hmm. Like like you know it's like people have that like almost like higher intelligence attitude. Like you play you play magic, dude. That's that's all you do. Yeah, I mean we're not over here building rockets. We're fucking around with cardboard. Relax. They act like your rockets. They spend they spend rocket money on those <laughs> on their decks. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it can get complicated to the point where, like, there is some intense thought required, but it is far and few between. Um, but, I mean, that's that's just, like, that's more or less all the negatives in the community. There's also plenty of uh, of, of pinnacles of, of humanity in, in, in the community. Like, there's, there's, like, the pure little kids who are playing who are all innocent and stuff, and nobody's mean to them. Nobody, like, just beats their deck into the ground like i mean they'll win against them but they're kind about it or like there's the elderly folks who are just like maybe their partner passed and now they need something to fill their time like that story i told you about that old guy i i met playing and i was like you know what 
this is a, this is a nice dude. He's approaching this in the best way possible. You know, sees a new car. He's like, oh, that's cool. Takes a picture of it, writes it down. He's like, I'm going to look into it. He's probably got a fat either. retirement. He's probably wrecking people right now with some insane deck. I mean, for all you know, <laughs> he could be, he, he's probably way surpassed when you I, played him. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> It'd be so good to go back to that, to that store and see him just fucking running people. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> get him, old man. It's actually interesting. The, um, the value in a lot of these things with the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of impressive how a lot of people are getting into these things. You know, I think it is. It's like people, people aren't, they're done with the whole cycle of you just sort of retire and die. It's like, no, I can still keep going. I got to mm-hmm. do something. So when I see old people like uh, playing magic, playing Pokemon card games, but like buying video games i'm like wow you're really out here you're not just resigned to chilling in a nursing home somewhere slowly losing your grip on reality you're like uh-uh, i'm staying focused i'm i'm interested i'm doing stuff <laughs> if, they, if they're gonna they want to shift in reality they'll like immerse themselves in mm-hmm. another reality not let their brain just fry yeah yeah it's definitely i think it helps too like i don't mean to cut you off right here but i feel like the the mental gymnastics and uh like video games and like magic and stuff helps keep you kind of sharp. Well, that's why I encourage people to do music. Mm-hmm. The thing is you have to keep your brain moving. Your mm-hmm. brain, your brain doesn't really have as early of an expiration date as most people assume. You gotta, you gotta kind of keep it moving. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, if you left some machinery outside, it's just going to rust, you know, but if you're using it every day, rust can't build up. Yeah. If you're taking care of it, cleaning mm-hmm. it, not leaving it out in the rain. Yep. That's that's the first step. <laughs> that's the first step. <laughs> Stay out of the rain. I I do think it's interesting how with the whole Netflix show being announced, mm-hmm. it, it's like all this time and now it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm excited cuz like they're making the show um hopefully they make they branch out and do other like genres like i mean they have books and stuff out that you can read but like i'd like them to make shows i like them i don't want to say make a film because it's probably not going to end well you know um but i would like for them to at least branch out in the gaming world a bit more outside of what they have because what they really have is the card game and then a, a video game version of the card game what i'd like to see is a different formula but the same concept behind it you know Hmm. like magic the gathering you know, the fighting if they game do, or I, I think, i'm pretty sure if they do the show as an anime mm-hmm. and if they did a, the, a movie as an anime i think that would fare better the really yeah. only time it bombs is if you try to do these big 3d yep. explosions the movie type deals. You try to do uh the warcraft movie mm-hmm. where it costs so goddamn much to animate everything which don't get me wrong thank you blizzard i loved that movie but <laughs> There ain't enough of me around. <laughs> if only you could clone yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I took like two people to go see it with me. So what else can we talk about? Well, I mean. You're the expert. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when you're the expert on something because it's like there's always it's like so much that I just, it's just new to me. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Greg seat. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, getting back into it, was there any, like, uh, I don't want to say, like, preconceived notions, but, like, anything that you expected or, like, anything that you were planning on that was, like, different or... I was like, expecting, I was expecting to, um, 
not pick it up as quickly as I did. Mm-hmm. But then again, I realized it's really not that difficult. Nope. So I tell people, it's like, there's the bare bones. But at the end of the day, it's the it's the RTFC. Just read the fucking card. Yeah, it's literally just read the card. Mm-hmm. Understand what does this card, card say it does? Hmm, you can do this and this. And then like sometimes, you know, I, I get I, I get a new card and it has to interact with the, the stuff I already have. And it creates this kind of like split second where I'm like, wait a minute. And then like I'll, I'll I'll ask somebody else to clarify it when I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is anyway. So like, yeah, dude, it just does that. And then they remind me, I'm like, just read the fucking card. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yes, just I got, just, just did you just that. have to read. So if you're illiterate, don't play magic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to end up badly for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's pretty. It's that's pretty much it. If you just read the card, mm-hmm. just like learn turn structure, read the card. And then if you want to get interesting with it, then you start doing some research and finding some other stuff and crafting your own deck. That's what I should have you do. Is I should I, I should fund you building your own deck. That would be interesting. <laughs> like, how does James operate when he's he's creating? A deck for himself, not using like ones that others have built to be like, hey, try this. Uh, game probably out. won't make sense and be super overpowered somehow mm-hmm. for something. I'll figure out something that won't make sense, but it's just like, oh, I'm destroying everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I have this knack for just getting good at games for no reason. Like I remember one time we were playing something. I think we were playing like Soul Calibur somewhere years ago, mm-hmm. and like I figured out a character and was like beating everyone, and you guys were just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I get good at something and then everybody turns on you. I I think that was in the basement, actually, because like uh, it was when uh, in the basement at Jay's place, Jay and Nick's place. um, I don't think it was there. I think it was somewhere else. All all I remember is like they had this uh, they had this like because I was known as like the Tekken player. And they're like, yeah, but you can't beat us in Soul Calibur. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay, I'm going to show you. (laughs) Like, I saw that at first. Tekken master. (laughs) Dude, I remember I had. I think the only Tekken game I owned was Tekken 2. Mm-hmm. And it was like my favorite game ever. But I mean, it's just time. You got you to put in time for to get like really good at stuff. Some things you just click with really well, you know, like Magic the Gathering just might be one of those things that you just click with like instantly. You might just see a list of stuff and be like, I'm going to build this and it's going to work perfectly. And it's, gonna, it's perfectly constructed and it just starts sweeping people. You never know until you try. Yes, definitely. Oh, it's just it's just amazing. There's so much that the game has to offer. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, yeah. It's, like I said though, it's just it's impressive the staying power it's had just by existing. Mm-hmm. It's literally press start coast. I, I mean, yeah, uh, wizards of we, the coast. We have this joke where we're like, yeah, I mean, they're essentially they're just printing money at this point. Yeah, you know, they're like, I'll care. We'll get some artists to you know write or paint up some stuff. We'll. Have our storyboard guys write some narrative behind it, and then we'll put it all on cardboard and start rolling in money. <laughs> like it's, it's literally funny. printing money. <laughs> now, on that note, I think it's time for a water break. So grab that water. And we're back. Back at it again. And we are talking about Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. because. And James ret- James is returning foray into the, <laughs> the magical yeah, world. Yeah, after years of, you know, years after my small little stint playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorcery, the separating. 
It's, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. It's another one of those like things where certain generations are keeping things around mm-hmm. because there's no such thing as growing out of anything. Oh, no, definitely not. Not not 100 percent. Not these days, you know. That's that's one thing I liked about it. Is it something that I could like tap into in my teenage years? And like as an adult, I'm still into it. And like, you know, I'm I'm 27 now. That that frontal lobe's formed. I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm gonna be into this forever. Yeah, well, I mean, think about how many people who are who are still in it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Been playing for 20, 20 plus years, and they're still like, this shit is amazing. Probably, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> have every card that you wish you could have but can't afford. Yeah. That is that is one interesting thing about it is the, is the the economics of Magic the Gathering. It's almost like playing the stock market. Like it's really interesting. So those cards are like stock. Like I've actually looked into it and mm-hmm. like you know literally prices rise and fall just like stocks. Mm-hmm. So so in Magic, what it what is generally played the most is the standard rotation, which is the most recent stuff. That's like the tournament level stuff that's going on. There's also what's called modern, which is. Um, a specific set and forward basically when they like kind of like change the concept i believe it's lore wise it's about the it starts with the mending as far as the story goes but and then there's also legacy legacy format is literally all the cards ever printed you know and that's where the shit gets ridiculously expensive oh when people have like thirty thousand dollar decks yeah because in the in the earlier days of magic you know they weren't as big so they didn't print as many boxes of cards and they don't reprint stuff or don't reprint the original stuff anymore. They also have like a reserved list of, of cards that they will never reprint. Um, oh, no. And uh, so like those, those cards, the value on them, you know, waxes and wanes as, as demand goes for it, just like a stock market. And it typically coincides with like the release of other stuff. Like somebody has a legacy deck that has this core concept of like running through its grave real fast in like one turn, a new card comes out that enables that a little bit better well, guess what? That card's valued instantly by the people who have those legacy decks. And then those legacy decks in turn rise in value because they're going to see uh, an, a surge in players trying to build and play them with that new card. So it's you can make you can you can if you have enough money to start into it and you don't want you don't even want to play the game. You just want to understand it and create a business model off of it. You can literally buy and trade Magic the Gathering cards like stocks for a profit and make that your job. <laughs> My buddy Dylan used to do it all the time. He didn't, he didn't, he never like put enough into it to like make it his, Oh, this is my day job. But he, he did it in a way where he would profit enough off of his card trades and his card sales that it would cover the cost of him buying more stuff and still have a little bit of profit left over. So he 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 developed his his uh, routine to a point where the hobby completely sustains itself while it, you know, builds into these newer sets that keep coming out. Hmm. I always thought that was impressive. It's like what you can you can make this pay for itself. That's crazy. I don't think I'd trust myself with something like that. I'd probably get too into it. Mm hmm. I'd, I'd probably I'd probably get to the point where I'm getting like all these crazy rare cards. Mm. <laughs> just like, how do you afford this? Like, I don't know. I just figured out these. Yeah. I figured out how it works. It'd become too much of uh it'd become 
too interesting to me. That's why I don't do it. I don't want to make it a job. You know, I play magic for fun. You know, once I once I put it into the realm of I can profit off of this very easily or like I can profit off of it that I will lose focus of why I got into it and be like, I'm after these cards for this money, not I'm after these cards to play with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because once that greed sets in, you're like, I got to have all the money Mm -hmm. and all the cards sleeping two hours a night. Mm -hmm. Just constantly online about magic <laughs> i need to know when this card is available i need to know when people want this like all that be too much <laughs> just an addiction mm. have to have a an inter mm. an intervention yeah. yeah the economics of it is really interesting because it seems to be literally the only card game that maintained value mm-hmm but regardless of what people are trying to say about old Pokemon cards now, it's like I have a shiny Charizard that's worth X amount of dollars. Sell it. Do that. It's like magic cards are actually selling for the mm-hmm. prices they're actually being posted. For. There, there are sealed boxes of first edition magic that are still out there being bought and sold for like a hundred thousand dollars or more. And they're never being opened. It <laughs> <laughs> is floating around. <laughs> Oh man! If you if you ever want to build a fortune for your future children, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got to have the foresight to know something like that's going to pop off. Though, I mean, you can't just buy a current set of magic, seal <clears throat> it away, and be like, "This will be worth a hundred thousand dollars someday." Not at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, like obviously, build the infrastructure for you to like mm-hmm. have it work. It's not like buying Beanie Babies, what, though. What you can do. Is like a new set comes out, you can buy 10 boxes of it and cost you about a thousand dollars, right? And then you just hold on to them, you store them away somewhere safe, and then like 10 years from now, you sell them at a a markup, right? You can create a loop, you can buy it now, and then next year buy the next one, the next year buy the next one, and then every year you're buying a, a, a new set and selling an old set at a profit. So you can you can start that at any time. What but you'll never hit the level of the uh, uh, first edition. Or I wonder alpha. if any if there's anybody there who owns every card printed. I think, I think the only people like that the one percent of magic. The only no, even then, <laughs> the only people that could ever own every card ever printed the, the are creator. the the founders because so. there are there are there were spe- there were special cards printed for like the founders and like the 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 primary staff and stuff so like there was a couple who worked on magic for a long time who wound up getting married right and so they had one copy each of two cards printed um one represented each person in the in the in the in the, in the uh in the relationship and they had rules text on them where it's like uh if you play this card and you have this card on the field then both players win the game or whatever like that it was it was this fun <laughs> campy little oh i play wholesome. this you play this <laughs> like a, a, uh, we're married wholesome, wholesome ending yeah it was like that and then like if i'm not mistaken they had another card printed when they had their first kid yeah, so like, oh. <laughs> so there's so there's one of a kind stuff like that that nobody else could ever own. But outside of that, I think I think the sheer volume of different cards and different editions and reprints and variations, it's like impossible for any one person. Just to matter have one person kid was like, I own all of them. If I meet that person, I'm gonna be like, fuck. If you do, 
prove it to someone that's not me because I ain't got the time. Because <laughs> I mean, you let me think. show you my library. <laughs> there's, there's, there's. I don't know. Let's see. There's, there's so many different sets, and in each set, there's like, like barring reprints, there's probably like I don't know, at least 150 brand new cards. More often than not, more often than that, more. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> multiply those numbers. That's how many individual unique cards there are. Wow. Because, yeah. like, a new set will come out, and it's got, like, a card list of, like, 270 cards, but then you take out, like, X amount for basic lands, X amount for reprints, and stuff like that, and you still have a bounty of shit to go through. Wow. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of... um. The academics of that kind of reminds me of like the academics of all the like vinyl records. Mm-hmm. Just because that's a no, that is a that is a ridiculous thing to get into because the metrics of it is so off the wall sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like like there's a big like there's a big thing with like you know expensive first pressings of records. Mm-hmm. The significance of a first pressing is that is the most genuine pressing because typically. Like anything pre-digital is obviously going to cost more because the, you're dealing with something that was recorded on analog tape and then transferred to and then pressed to vinyl from the from the tape. Mm-hmm. So it's an, just straight analog all the way. A lot of the represses are digital ma- re- digital remasters, mm-hmm. so they don't quite sound the same. Dynamic, you know, it's hyper compressed due to the loudness wars that happened. Um, the the one that got really dumb that most people most people in this community don't agree with. Specifically, hip hop producers who sample. If one well-known producer used a record, record stores instantly mark it up because of that one person. Oh yeah, they're like, "Oh, you want this? Yeah, it's triple the price now." Because mm-hmm. everybody's after it. You know that, that that's why it's like um, like if you fought like because back in the day, it's like you know it's harder to find certain things now than back then because back then everybody just sort of went to record stores before before the internet and before everybody knew what everyone was using you had to actually look mm-hmm. so now we have all sorts of resources to figure out who used what and then it's you know you're seeing a lot of these off the wall prices for things like this really doesn't this album isn't really that great mm-hmm. it had a one loop on it that was just fire yeah, one loop on it that was fire that was used in the mix for somebody who was more popular, and then everybody wants it. So I mean, I mean, like it's it is shitty, but it is supply and demand. You know, demand just instantly skyrocketed. Well, there's also the uh, interesting thing um, that don't end up in circulation after the fact is uh, show vinyls, mm-hmm. and it's you know the vinyl that had all the beats for the rappers to rap over where their DJs would like use in the sets. Mm-hmm. So they're and they would have like you know a limited number of copies. You might have 10 copies and then those will get spread around. You might, you might have one for like a really expensive. I actually got offered one, this dude. Cause, um, I, I, I discovered what I consider to be the biggest Paul's boutique fan mm-hmm. who likes the album. I, I don't want to see likes it more than I do. He has a lot of stuff. Like he has every single pressing of the record. Damn. On vinyl and cassette. That's the type of hyper fan that scares me a little. Bit. <laughs> he he, all, he also has a bunch of other stuff too, and he had he actually got a whole he he pulled a he put a picture on Instagram. It was a picture of a show vinyl from that era, and then uh, he said I, he said I was thinking about selling it, and he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, "Yeah, give me your number. We'll talk about it." And um, I don't remember. Um, we were just talking. It's like I knew I wouldn't be able to afford it. I think he said it was like 
thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of like ten that exists. Period. I'm surprised it's not more. Uh, no, they don't. They don't usually go for that much because they're not in high demand. But it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like collector. Like this dude is like in touch with like well-known collectors in the Beastie Boys community. Okay, who like you know kind of handle. They they all have collections. They kind of like handle handle okay. it all. That's just impressive. I mean, you know, th- I think this this blows my mind because it's like it's cardboard, mm-hmm. and it's like, what's that? What's that one? Uh, what's that one that's going for like twenty thousand now? Some like black diamond thing black or whatever. Lotus. Oh, black lotus. The original black lotus. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing these. I'm just like. This is cardboard. Like this mm-hmm. is fascinating. Cardboard has so much value. It has more value than gold. I saw one copy of Black Lotus in person once. It was in a case. It was in a a, a see-through bulletproof case, um, bigger than just slightly bigger than this SPF four hundred four you have, or just in like thickness, right? And I was like, you really? Because I saw it at like Comic Con. Dude was like. I was like, you really have that here? Like, like, like anybody could just walk up and be like swipe. And he's like, and that's why I have this. And he like reveals this fucking sidearm he's got. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, his card has security. I'm like, can that be in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when you're playing card, has I was, security. <laughs> I was like, there's children here. That's cardboard. And that's a gun. <laughs> it's, you know, I guess that shows how serious people are taking mm-hmm. it. It, it it really like put things in perspective for me. I was like, Are you willing to die for this cardboard? Mm-mm, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost intimidating. It, it, it's, your it, it's like if you were to see like a first edition comic book. Like mm-hmm. I'll look at that from a distance. I don't want to be anywhere near it. Yeah. Yeah. That and people go to like extra lengths to protect them. You know, they treat everybody who has any interest in in them like shit. Almost, you know, it's like, oh man, what's that you got over there? They're like, it's this, this, and this. Keep your fucking distance. Like, all right, relax. I didn't ask to touch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't you say like there, there's that there's that attitude like when you when you've ever gone to tournaments, people who have like super expensive decks, and it's like you know they act better than everybody else. Yeah, they do, they they do act like they they're the uh, the God's gift to the uh, LGS to the local gaming store. They're 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 the the pro player at this. <laughs> totally amateur level event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> my debt cost $2,000. Congratulations. You wasted too much money <laughs> just to play at a small store. Mm-hmm. That is kind of funny that they, they act like that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like going to a little league game and you're a pro baseball player. Yeah. Strike, striking out all the 10 year olds. Well, I mean, because it doesn't even end like that most of the time, you know, it's it's like if you go go into a little league game and like you you were bringing your kid there to play and you pulled up in a fucking limo and your kid <laughs> hops out and they're wearing like like some some I don't know, baseball like that. So whatever famous athletes gear and they're wearing like shades and got like a chain or something. <laughs> it's all Gucci brand or whatever. And they walk out there like, yeah, I'm about to knock this out the fucking park. And like. No, you're not. Dude, it's Little League. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> it's not that serious. That's what it's like. That's the vibe I get when somebody walks in with one of them crazy expensive decks. I'm like, all right. Well, also, money doesn't replace skill. Mm-mm, no. I'm sure you've probably beat your you know fair amount of like expensive quote unquote decks. Oh, 100%. A, you know, you're just like, oh, that's cool. That's you're not going to beat this move. 
Yeah, that's why I like to play so unorthodox. Generally, people don't know what I'm what I've got. When anybody's playing like a normal deck, it's like, all right, I know what you're gonna do. I can plan for that. I can anticipate. Not me. The, the, I don't is, make sense. Isn't it like where doing. people could literally like call them Greg moves? Yeah. Like, oh, it's a yeah. classic Greg move. That's a, that's a fucking Greg move. Wait a minute. Why? Why? Why is he making himself lose? Because we're playing multiplayer, and I'm specifically trying to screw you over because you have that energy about you. well what was it someone posted it It was uh i think it was making it it was one of those it was the babadook meme it's like when someone's playing this and you're comboing off of (laughs) on their third turn like why can't you play normal (laughs) (laughs) why can't you play normal magic plays (laughs) reanimator all right chill out man we get it you're you're comboing (laughs) off on turn one nobody fucking cares I, I just think it's funny it's like you're just like i'm just gonna play as wild as possible mm-hmm. that's my whole concept behind it and that's one that's, of the only games you can really do that in yeah. <laughs> i feel like it's almost like when when somebody homebrews their own deck and comes up with a crazy concept for it i feel like they're a gym leader you know <laughs> like yeah. they have their own unique style of doing whatever the hell it is they're doing you know like the I'd be like, I'm the eighth gym badge you go after and you're like expecting it to be the craziest bullshit you have to put up with. And it's a goddamn cakewalk because I'm just having fun the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be difficult. Nah, dude, you bet do seven of these. I don't fucking care. (laughs) You know, I do think it's uh, it's one of those things like you have to be careful because you can tell there's people who are like way too serious about it. Mm hmm. And that's uh, and that's how you that's what's off putting and mm-hmm. get some people out of it. Like you had explained before. Yeah. It's like the people who foil out their whole decks. It's like, that's cool. You don't have to tell me that I'm not going to see all those cards. If I see it and I'm like, that's foiled. That's cool. Then have a conversation about it. But you don't go. Yeah, this is my deck. It's blah, 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 blah X amount of dollars. And I foiled it all out. And like, you sound like an asshole. And I kind of that it kind of blows my mind how like, how that, that became a thing that was like the cool thing. It's like mm-hmm. oh holographic foil. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really that cool? Like thinking back, I'm like, for me, it varies. That. It's it's <laughs> dependent on like what the card is and how the art looks. You know, it's like some some foiling looks great, some foiling looks terrible, some foiling just looks like it's not foiled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which surprises me. I'm like, how is this foiled? Where? <laughs> can't even see it (laughs) yeah it's definitely a it's definitely interesting playing especially it's like not playing or not being a frequent player and haven't played in years Mm -hmm. i understand where you're coming from where it's like there's the more the better with players it's like we played with three people last night Oh yeah, definitely. And I was like, you know what? This definitely probably is more interesting when you have more people involved. It's the it's the, it changes the dynamics of the game. That's what I like about it. Like I rarely play one on ones with people because it's just me versus you. There's no conversation. There's you might no, as well play Uno. Yeah, it's just it's it's just all right. Well, let's let's play War or let's play Speed. It's just a one v one whatever. Who does whatever? You first. might as well play a computer at that point. It can't like change that much. I yeah, I might as well play against AI. Um, when it when it's like. A four-player variant, which is what generally Commander is. It's generally a four-player free-for-all, which is why I like it so much, which is why I think a lot of other people like it. But it's it's this group dynamic, you know? 
Um, everybody's out to win, of course. But as soon as one person's very clearly in first place, like one versus one, he could beat any other player at the table. Then the rest of the players, they gang up. They're like, look, um, I want to win. You want to win. This third person wants to win. For any of us to want to have a chance at winning, that fourth person has to not be where they're at right now. So you're like, all right, we need to form this temporary alliance. And it's like there's politics involved. You know, deals are made. Deals are broken. Like friendships are forged and shattered. Knowing you're going to turn on them after that. Yeah, it's so tumultuous. You know, you're like, all right. You start trying to quantify the value of things. And it, it, it brings it brings it more to your ability to communicate with people and less about who has what deck, because I don't care what deck you have you're not going to beat three other players all coming at you. That's not going to happen unless they have absolute trash decks that like nobody should be playing. If they're playing a deck that can win at all. Then three of them coming at you is, is just unbeatable. Like, so you have to politic at that point. You have to have this conversation. You have to say, Oh, well I can do something to take away this part of their mechanic that they've got built up. It's like, Oh, well I also can take a, take care of this part. And then the third person's like, well, I can get rid of that part. And then we've essentially destabilized that person and brought them down to a normal level. And then we're, we can all com- compete freely. But then like there's costs involved, you know, like my thing requires three cards and like, I have to put in so much effort, whereas your thing is cheap. So we have to start bargaining and be like, if I'm going to do this, it's going to leave me wide open. So you have to promise me that you're not going to come at me for at least like a turn. You know? <laughs> so it's 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 interesting to see the the politics of the game in a four player format. And it, 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 it piqued my interest in so much that I built a deck that is designed to do that and only that. I was like, I love the idea of having to interact with the players at the table and have a conversation, you know? So I built a deck that does that. It's not too crazy strong. It's not too crazy weak, but almost everything in it involves either forcing people to make a decision or like offering things, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this and you could also do this, but if you do that, then I'm going to get to do it again. (laughs) <laughs> you know, those are that's, that's the tempt series of cards, which are like, oh, tempt with discovery. I'm gonna go looking for a land. If you can do it too, but if you do, then I get one. Is uh, I get another one. You know, so like, there's that's what I tried to build into a uh, four player game, the multiplayer format. It's like collaboration is mm-hmm. like the ultimate form of entertainment. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to, to play a game like that. Yeah, it's just kind of. It's it's amazing all kinds of moves that you can make. Mm-hmm. Like when we were playing, it was like <laughs> I you don't even try, but like it's like you don't even have to try. It's like you could stumble upon someone like what like when I wiped the board twice, mm-hmm. just because like I had to get rid of your cards yep. more than once. <laughs> yeah, that is that was that was a see. Now that's something where where like I was clearly in the lead. So like you and Kendall, either one of you needed to come up with an answer and your answer was like, oh, I'm going to clear the whole board. Sure, you lose some of your own stuff. But I mean, like, what what's the better option? You know, keeping your stuff and getting pummeled to death by this army over here or like clearing everything and starting fresh. No, I just thought like the first time I did it, you're like, OK. And then I did it a second time. You're like, oh, OK. <laughs> All right. Calm down. <laughs> I was just glad I got those two right off the bat. Mm hmm. But that's magic, you know, it, especially in multiplayer. It, it can Sacrifices swing one way or the made. other. Yeah. 
it can swing one way or the other very quickly, like in an instant. Or your game issues could be like thrown off completely mm-hmm. by the wrong hand. Yep. And then you're just struggling in last place. That's what, that's another thing why I don't like 1v1s. You know, if you start with a bad hand, there's no coming back. You're just <laughs> yeah, fucked. There's no chance. There's no, <laughs> there's no one to assist you. Nope. There's no deals you can make. It's Mm-mm. just like, oh, I guess I'm done. Yep. It's the nature of the beast, though. And also the, the way the different combinations of decks you can make is also really interesting. Mm-hmm. It is a brewer's uh, a brewer's paradise. That's what I call it. You know, if if you have a wacky concept, you can make it. You know, there's there's a, there's a whole there's a whole deck built, and all it does is uh, it, it switches decks with your opponent. <laughs> it, it, it effectively just says, "All right, what deck did you bring for me to play?" That's that's what it does. <laughs> it's like, hmm, you got that? I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it'd be really awful if you're on a roll and someone's like, oh, by the way, switch. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of wacky stuff in it like that. And there's there's even um, they even went so far as to create another uh, another. Um, what, should I, what should I call it? Sanctioned uh, play style. It's it's the un series. Um, it's a set of uh, cards that were meant to be kept separate from the main line. You know, it's not like standard or modern or legacy. The unseries is all about fun and wackiness. So mm. these are all parody cards. I have a stack of them in the other room I can show you, but these are all parody cards or joke cards that have like ridiculous stuff going on. So like there's, for example, there's a card that requires you to like throw it in the air and then try to catch it out of the air. And if you do, then some effect happens, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's the unset and the, or there's you know, like, so you got, you, you, you saw, or was that mean kind of, well, okay. So there's, there's this effect called like swamp walk or mountain walk or Island walk, whatever basically means if you're swinging that creature into a person who controls a land of that type, then your creature can't be blocked. So there's, there's an uncard and it's a creature that has denim walk. So if they're wearing what? denim, then this creature can't be blocked. Right? So it's a lot of joke stuff like that. And it's very interesting. It's a it's a it's a playground for people to have real like genuine fun and not take magic seriously. Huh. So like if you want to go to a, sh- a sanctioned event and be like, I don't want it to be that that ridiculous or stringent. I don't want anybody like I want any mouth breathers, you know, to deal with. You can go and play an un an unsanctioned event and and just enjoy the time. I've done it before. It's pretty good. Nothing, yeah. nothing, <laughs> nothing better than having people pull out these silver bordered cards with these bordered rules on them. <laughs> for, the, for, the way ah. it, for, for the way, for the way it seems, it seems like it's more fun when you're not dealing with like the the mm-hmm. professional circuit. Mm-hmm. God damn it! <laughs> so much fun to be had when you're not trying to be too serious. Yes. Yeah, it's more relaxing too. But I don't know. It's there's something for everybody in magic. You know, there's there's plenty of people who are like, I just like the art and I just collect the cards. There's some people who do that. There's some people who just like reading the lore. There's 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 so much available. And that's why I like it so much. You you, you know, you can approach it in any way. Hence why it's been around forever. Mm -hmm. So many years. And hopefully we'll continue to be around forever. (laughs) I'm assuming it. This is something I'd like to play in my old years. You know, I mean, think I'm about like how 80. long Dungeons and Dragons has been around. I think Magic has a chance to last as long. Well, I mean, they're they're owned by the same parent company. Oh, well, Wizards uh, of yeah, the Coast. That's true. Yeah, 
As long as one of them's there, the other is going to be there. Like as long as Wizards is around. <laughs> I remember when a uh, Woodland Mall had a Wizards of the Coast store. Mm-hmm. Then it Shit. closed down. It's a shame that they don't have it no more. Like, where's my Wizards of the Coast main or like branded store? Come on, no, give me that. I want that <laughs> stuff fresh, hot off the press. It's probably easier just to order online now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't need storefronts. Like, I mean, then it's giving business to like comic shops and stuff that it can all go through. It's also so easier good. to just deal with. It's like we don't have to manage stores. We can just mm-hmm. send them to Here's other. Here's the product. You buy it and you resell it. Not our problem. I mean, that's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Here, take this product, sell it. Go ahead, do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Have events. Yeah. I think it's great that they're they're able to get into the community like that. Um, There's. Wizards is so good at uh, marketing to new players, too, because you can pretty much go to any large uh, comic book store that carries Magic the Gathering products and be like, hey, I'm looking for a starter deck or whatever. And they they generally have free ones on hand like that Wizards prints and says, give these out for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. So it's very easy to get into it. You just got to kind of show up somewhere and be like, hey, trying to get into magic. Here you go, buddy. Here's this here's this brand new starter deck that's absolutely free. Wow. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't like free? Nobody. Free, free <laughs> is a way to get people into anything. Mm-hmm. You want to try this for free? Yeah, sure. That's why I like having a connection at a comic shop. You know, like basic lands aren't free, but they're like hella cheap. But I mean, then you have to like count them out and calculate and be like, right, I'm buying this many. Um, having a friend at a comic shop, he can just slide me some. Yeah, here you go. Here's some. Here's a stack of free basic lands because I know you need them because you do all this dumb stuff and end up putting cards back into the community anyways. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have only cost me like three dollars, but still, <laughs> got the hookup. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's about that time for another water break. Mm-hmm. So take another sip, everybody. <laughs> We're back again. Mm-hmm. Our episode about Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Part three. Yeah. Now, during the break, Greg showed me some of those unset cards, and they are indeed ridiculous. <laughs> they're they're wild. They're a sight to be held. But yeah, so going into it, like, do you have any uh, expectations or plans maybe for the future? Like, maybe you'll dip back into it here or there? Or? Maybe. Um Given the things I already do on my off mm-hmm. time, I don't foresee it in the the near near future. Mm-hmm. But maybe if things like calm down a bit, because mm-hmm. definitely, you know, I mean, you know, going back to work, I lost about nine hours in a day that I had like completely free to do whatever I wanted. So it's like, you know, I mean, doing this is like a part time job. Yeah, honestly, this is like a part time job that we are <laughs> we are actually making money. Mm-hmm. With. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who's buying merch. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who is yet to buy merch. We should have custom magic cards made of us. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be too hard to do, but like, I mean, you know what? Yeah. Do an entire prefer not to say deck. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting way to do it. All, all the creatures are uh, guest characters. 
guest people. <laughs> the guests we've interviewed. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so special, like, like lavish could be an enchantment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every turn produce or uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, produce one uh, dope swag token. <laughs> and dope swag token can be used to blah, 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 blah and all this. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, it would just have to be like something that I would have to create the time for. Mm-hmm. But I already, I already have expensive hobbies that take up time. Right. And that's not including the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> that is the thing though. It is definitely a time consumer. You know, you got to have the availability for it. Especially if you're playing groups. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot longer to get through a game. I mean, he's got, you got to schedule it like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll play at this time. Everyone show up around this time and we'll play. And then, you know, same thing happens anytime every a group of people gets together. They want to chat and have fun and stuff, which is fine and all. But like it prevents you from starting on the time that you'd like to start. Right. Yeah, I remember um, one of our first project ideas was actually to do a Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. podcast or like a multimedia series. Mm-hmm. But it's just. Yeah, not to start. No, it's not definitely something. not something you just start right off the bat. No. With. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. You have to get good at basically everything we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Plus yeah, some. Yeah, it's like you have to be. You have to have. Yeah, you have to have a uh, personality developed for it. You have to <laughs> be cool with being in front of the camera, and then on top of that, you have to manage the whole having a game and keeping it interesting and doing a play by play. You know, the cutaway recordings and all that. It's 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 a lot. Right. And it's also it's like, how much content do you want to go into? It's like, you could do anything. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we could have games you watch. You could have like just regular, you could have an audio series just on the economics. Mm-hmm. You can do all this. It's just so much time and investment. And you need like a crew of like a million people to do it. Yep. Right. Definitely not a cheap endeavor. Yeah. It's uh, something you unfortunately can't do in quarantine. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's the, the biggest drawback of this for me is that like I can't do stuff like that. I mean, people are allowed to go to other places now, too. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, do they really want to make that, you know? Yeah. Make that trip. Catch that Rona, maybe. I mean, coming from their house to my house, you're not catching Roma. Rona. Did I say Roma? It's not like said I said Roma. Roma. <laughs> Roma, you said you did say Roma. You're not catching that Roma lettuce. <laughs> that Romaine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Not catching the Rona. Yeah, it's. I'm interested to see what the future holds. I mean, with as long as it's been around, like, where is it going to go from here? They put Godzilla in it. But, oh, that's right. They just announced <laughs> they're putting Godzilla in Magic. I wonder if they're doing the entire Monster Island. I don't know about that. I haven't looked too far into it. Pretty much what I saw was like they had Godzilla marching around in the art for the basic lands. And then people were saying like, yeah, no, he's an actual creature card in in the new set. And I'm like, dude, they could do an entire they could do an entire Godzilla spinoff mm-hmm. set. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure from what I've read, it sounds like they partnered with Toho and they're they're They have like Godzilla and Mothra and like Ghidorah and Rodan and all them showing up as creature cards in the new set. So that's pretty cool. They just have this do the entire thing. Mm. That would, <laughs> I mean, they might as well. Yeah. I mean, it's on theme. The new sets uh, thematic is like big giant kaiju type stuff. Giant creatures. I'm and surprised stuff. they haven't taken the Monopoly route. What do you mean? Just all the different variations of Monopoly, but it's just still the same game. Oh, well, I guess I guess you get that with the different variants like. No, the, I know that. But like, like take it as far as like the commercial, like 
the feet like they do marvel version of magic oh okay <laughs> no the fans make those you know people have whole like art libraries of uh like a whole card set that they've uh designed as like star wars themed you know it's like you have uh, an anakin card that flips over into darth vader and you have like loot cards and all that um there there's people who've done like the marvel stuff. there's no licensed stuff that's for sure it would be cool to see a giant partnership you know, like that though it's really interesting that I think Disney would get too greedy if this they tried to partner the, with Marvel, though. This is the it's like the, it's one of the few games. It's like like you said, it's like something you can't outgrow. There are card games you can outgrow. Mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh is one of them. Yep. Yu-Gi-Oh is just not fun. Anymore. That's a that's a middle school game exclusively. Mm-hmm. You, it's cool in middle school. Other than that, it's not cool anymore. Yeah. You play Yu-Gi-Oh beyond beyond your childhood. And it's just like, come on, dude, really? Yu-Gi-Oh is not even like that that involved anymore but the funny thing is the original series wasn't even based on like dual monsters no wasn't it just yugi running around casually sending people to basically hell yeah (laughs) yeah it was actually very he was tormenting people it wasn't here's here's a game of chance you lose going to the shadow realm (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) yeah because i remember i read i read the manga for the first year shonen jump was printed in the states Mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty disturbing they apparently did an actual season of it of an anime version of that series and mm. then like didn't go beyond that. And then they made the wholesome, you know, Pegasus made a card game. Yeah. Let's the, play that. You know, four kids was involved. So, mm-hmm. you know, their wholesome wholesomeness. It's, it's, it's weird the way they do things sometimes. I, I like dual masters. You remember that one? Dual masters. That was a fun game. <laughs> that one, that one was, uh, that was literally eighth grade only. Yeah. That, <laughs> It was too tied to the show. And like, I don't know. <laughs> I tried playing Duel Masters one time and I was like, this is this is different. It's, you know, a different uh, trading card game that I'm not used to. It's like, man, I, I try, I'd like to play this with some people. And I hit up my friends and they're like, no, we all play Yu-Gi-Oh or we all play Pokemon. or We all play Magic the Gathering or something. Nobody plays Duel Masters. So I was like, well, I used, that to, was I used, to, play, uh, I used to play Duel Masters at Goldmine. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no one <laughs> it didn't plays catch on quite like Yu-Gi-Oh did. I think their their issue was that it was too childlike in its um, design, at least for the show, and that detracted from like the player base. You know, like this, the show is very easy for someone to see. Like, oh, this is the show. Whatever you can introduce somebody, but like, this is an episode of a show. I like. You don't have to explain a whole game. You know. Yeah. But that can be the draw that gets people in, and that that's typically what works. I think Magic not having a show has has like helped because it requires that you do more to get more people into it. I mean, all there really is is the game, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm you're saying. forced to play the game, and that's like there's the the books and books of lore, but then that doesn't really. I mean, it makes sense on its own, but nobody re- nobody knows about that without knowing about the game itself. Yeah, I mean, it was at a time where it's like you know you didn't really have that you know mm-hmm. card games based on TV shows. Yeah, and now that now they're exploring more multimedia, so it could get bigger. Now, the question is, is that good for the community or bad? I'm going to say it's good because they've already they have like board games and that hasn't detracted from the community. They, the the uh, TV show coming out shouldn't detract, you know, they, they could get a bit more adventurous with the video games. That's what I'd like. But we will see what the future holds for it. That's really all you can do. Yeah. Wait and see. 
At the, no, at the worst, things don't See, catch on and you can just go back to the game. Hope and pray. Like, come on, give me the games I'm looking for. That's <laughs> honestly all I'm after. Like, uh, Riot, the company that makes League of Legends, is doing the same thing. They're known pr- primarily only for their MOBA, but now they're branching out into other genres. And I'm like, one of you needs to branch out into like an MMO or something. Because I like both of your stuff, but I don't like it that much to where I'm trying to play these other things that you're putting out. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see myself playing it every now and then eventually. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that I've mastered it to the level where I can play it as like, you know how uh, sitcoms, they always have that scene where it's uh, the neighborhood dad sitting around playing poker. They're not really, you, you never really see them paying attention to the cards. They're not like, ah, ace is high, get wrecked, kid, or anything like that. They're kind of <laughs> just sitting around the poker table, drinking, talking about whatever's relevant to the plot. You know, I, I would like to play magic like that. You know, I don't have to like, actively read everything that I'm playing. Um, I can just kind of play and people know what's going on. I can just talk to my friends, have a conversation. Poker table magic is what I like. Poker the most. Yeah. It's a magic table. Yeah. I'm trying to be that dad. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be the, the, the old guy in the community with all the other old guys in the community. And we're sitting around a poker table, you know, having a few drinks, playing magic, the gathering, shooting the shit. That's my ideal. Then you'll be doing it on the prefer not to say yacht. Yeah, on the prefer not to say yacht. Hey, Rick, come on out here. Come on to the yacht. Come out to the prefer not to say yacht. We'll helicopter you in. The cruise. We have the helipad on the yacht. The cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I would never want a cruise ship. That's too big. It's too big and too empty. Too much going on. Yeah, I couldn't have a cruise ship without filling it with people because as soon as I start walking around inside of it and it's all empty, I'm start feeling like I'm in a horror. No, movie. yeah, we start a whole cruise line. Oh yeah, true. I, I wouldn't want to. There's a lot of liability involved in that that I don't want to get involved with. Yeah. Yachts, it is. <laughs> Yachts. Oh, man. You know, for the longest, because I'm so out of touch with like, uh, well, the, the, the wealthy class of citizens, I didn't know exactly what it, what defines a yacht. So, you know, like, every time somebody's like, oh, I'm part of a yacht club, I'm just like, everybody's out here with these like million dollar yachts and shit. And it's no, like, they're not. Right. So, I had a conversation with an older gentleman at a place I used to work and he showed me his boat. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's a pretty cool boat, whatever. Um, he was like, yeah, I just repainted the underside or some shit like that. I'm like, oh, so, uh, Cause like in the picture, there's no real frame of reference, at least in the picture that he initially showed me. So I assumed it was a smaller boat. I'm like, so did you just like flip it over and paint it? He's like, flip it over. That's a yacht. You can't flip that over. I'm like, what do you mean? Then he shows me another picture with like people standing next to it. So I have reference. I'm like, God damn. Like it's not massive, but it's like, it's big enough towards like, that's not a boat. That's a yacht. And so that was my, well, it's funny. It makes you think it's like, oh, this isn't just some reckless person. Yeah, rich, rich, yeah. rich people are making. It's like. This Everybody out here's probably got a yacht. We yeah. just don't know it. Yeah. When I uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it's really it's like attainable for a normal person to have a yacht." I thought it was like exclusively like a filthy rich thing, you know? No, like there's like a, a size jet. range, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, from this to this is a yacht. Mm-hmm. Probably thought he had some little speedboat. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, yeah, I go out on the boat because like I had other uh, other friends who were like, yeah, every once in a while we go out on the lake on my boat and it's like a pontoon or something. You know, it's nothing crazy huge. It's just you and a couple of people get on it and, you know, I don't know, maybe 
you grilled up some stuff before you went out on the water. You go fishing, have a few beers or something like that. He's like, no, I have a yacht. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? <laughs> huh? This is attainable. Yeah. I may have one but, one day. <laughs> but definitely first time they told me, yeah, I have a yacht. I was like, uh, why are you working here? <laughs> and then it makes you think, oh, maybe they don't really cost that much. Mm-hmm. And again, some people don't care. They just pay whatever whatever it costs. So, yeah, the prefer not to say yacht is in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What else can we say about this game? It's there's so much to it that I feel it's just, it's not so much about what I have to say about it. It's more or less about what people are willing to try and what they're going to pull from it themselves. You know, what uh, everybody's going to experience it their own way and everybody's going to have their own reaction to it. You know, I see it as a form of expression. Somebody else is going to see it as, you know, a lab to play with the mechanics and really push things to their limits. Another person's going to see it and be like, this is the ultimate competitive thing for me. You know, somebody's like, I'm getting rich off of this. Right. It's 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 approachable for anybody, really. Magic becomes a new currency. I mean, it could. I mean, it seems like it's good. It can attain that kind of power. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd want to go to the store and buy something and be like, "All right, that's going to cost me three basic lands and a lily on a planeswalker." <laughs> that's that's the only thing I don't like about like a barter Some bizarre system. dystopian future yeah. where you're bartering with cards. <laughs> I beat you in a duel, so I get your whole deck. That would put some real severity to shit. Buying like that. countries with a black lotus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I now own Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh man, that would be that would be so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Magic is the new currency. Yeah, it's just you know, and it's fun for all ages. Mm-hmm. The I think the youngest like Magic player that was at like tournaments was like six or seven or something like that. Yeah, a little, little kid plays Magic and cosplays as uh, her favorite Planeswalker uh, Nissa. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like, I didn't think that somebody that young could grasp it at that level, and she does. She like plays it at, at like where I'd have to think while trying to beat her. You know, well, you you have to. Like, you I have would to have to take her serious as an opponent. Every, everybody just assumes kids are stupid, right? But that's not the case at all. Uh-uh. You'd be surprised what they can do. You just give them a chance. Oh, goddamn geniuses! They get smarter every generation too. Like, I mean, that, with the ease of access of technology. Mm-hmm. It's like it's standard for toddlers to have phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe not toddlers, but you know, you're around so much technology and so much information. I wonder how quickly the next generation will be able to like be functioning as like adults, you know, because you could take a teenager that's like 15, 16. They could be out here starting their own business. You never know. Next generation, they might be 12 doing that. Well, you also have to think of the fact that um Growing up, there is a lot of regression that happened because it was like you have to think back of the days like 40s and the 50s when 13 basically was an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the each generation kind of molded the potential for the younger people or like they they're the ones that set the limitations like, you know, people like my mom's age who would be like, yeah, I had a job at 13. Mm hmm. And it's like, well, they don't even they don't even look at you. They don't even consider you unless you're 15 at the right. minimum. And that's a maybe. Hmm. Yeah, it, it really is like that. I mean, you could be 13 having a job way back then. But now it's like I was 
15, 16, running around, applying everywhere, trying to get a job while I was in high school, like literally no place would, would even interact with me. They're like, no, you're not done. <laughs> yeah, you're well, still it's, in it's school. It's also that thing. Hell it's um, people trying to keep people young. Like there's people trying to keep kids kids mm-hmm. for as long as they possibly can. And it's like, or you could just let them develop at the rate that makes sense for them. Yeah. It's like a little kid grasping magic. Like imagine what that what that kid's gonna be like in ten years. Probably on the team creating Magic the Gathering. Probably, games. probably. They're, like, they're they're coming up with new cards. There's there's plenty of stories like that in Wizards of the Coast. You know, it's like um, professional players that go, "Oh, I ran the circuit like for three years running, and now I'm on the R and D team creating new cards." So stuff like that happens. So I have no doubt that this kid's probably gonna have a career in it. If they're not just playing at the professional level and raking in like that, they're probably going to wind up employed at Wizards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all these oppor- <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing the opportunities for advancement, business oriented things that something as simple as a trading card game brings. But I mean, this is there's a whole it's almost its own world. Yep. It's That's- got its own currency and economics. It's <laughs> So I don't take people seriously when they bash on people's hobbies. It's like just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you don't know what the real value of it is. You know, somebody's like, I like this. It's like, okay, I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to respect that you like that because I don't know like the depth to it. Somebody can look at a trading card game and be like, that's that's just cardboard for nerds. And it's like, well, you don't understand. There's a whole industry behind it. There's like all these opportunities you can make out of it. Like, I don't like to judge people. But but I don't like to judge the book by the covers. What I'm saying, and like when people come at me with that energy, I just write them off. I'm like, no, you're closed minded. I'm I'm a pass on you entirely. Like, just pass, leave me. It's like, <laughs> go away, Karen. Your opinion doesn't matter. Oh, wait, I'm not allowed to say Karen right now, am I? No. Well, okay. So this this is my this is my running joke, and I'm going to use this forever until the day that I die. I have white friends. I can say Karen. <laughs> Yo, I spent my entire youth, entire youth with people pulling that shit. I have black friends, so I can say the N word. Well, guess what, Karen? I got white friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's amazing that um, all the generations who are who are open to these things nowadays, mm-hmm. who are probably like, man, I should have got into this 30 years ago. Yep, definitely should have. I mean, you would have predated it, but yes. <laughs> uh, I should have invented this 30 years ago. Hindsight's twenty twenty, bud. <laughs> yeah. Man, will that be the biggest running joke in 2021? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, we didn't see 2020 coming, but now we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see it all. Looking back, don't you even say it. <laughs> 2020, nobody mm-hmm. saw it coming. Goddamn. Yeah, it's a uh, it just it goes along with the video game episode. There's so much opportunity for these things that everybody just writes off as, oh, that's just a kid's hobby, mm-hmm. even though it's made by adults. Right. That's the, <laughs> that's the biggest thing I've never understood. People are like you should stop playing video games because you're you're an adult. and You're not a kid no more. I'm like people older than me make these. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, should video games just not exist at that rate? Mm-hmm. Little like, kids aren't little kids aren't coding these games. Are, some are, but are, oh yeah, there's are, some some kids are. Are you are you mad that I'm playing video games? Or are you just mad because it's something you don't understand? Like, where is all this anger coming from? 
Yeah, you you never know. I mean, there's certain things we don't understand. Definitely not. Like there's there's like there's a, there's a bunch of people like voicing their um they, they don't get TikTok. Yeah, I didn't the, get it at first. Well, there is, but there's also this really weird side. Like someone was like, it's like, yeah, you ever notice how really kind of racist it is? And I was like, what? And it's like a lot of these like white kids like lip singing to rap songs and like appropriating culture and stuff like that. <laughs> and there's just also a bunch of other weird stuff that you'll see. And I'm just like, I got our friend Josh out here making weird, funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok's full of all this bullshit. All I know about TikTok <laughs> is what my friend makes and a couple videos that circulate on other social media platforms. <laughs> there are some really funny TikToks out there. So as far as I'm aware, it's all cool. <laughs> no, there are some fun ones. I still think my favorite one was uh, there's a dude who uh, he had a tape measure down on the stairs and his friends at the bottom of his mouth open and he's like, sending skittles down into his mouth mm. and then he lets it go oh, and then no. it freeze frames with some funny music and i was like that could end really badly yeah it, it, it either freeze frames with like the 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 jojo outro music or the um that elevator tune where it freezes and it goes to be continued <laughs> I don't think you can write magic off with how advanced it is. It, it's, it's a little too involved with itself to, for you to be like, oh, that's just for kids. Like, really? Read some of these cards and tell mm-hmm. me you can explain all of this. Yep. Uh, like, I, I think at some point I want to use the cards to create a scenario that that ends up resulting in, like, someone having to bust out a calculator to do <laughs> the math necessary. And then I want to produce that. And then be like, if this is just a kid's cards game, then why is this necessary? Why am I over here <laughs> doing long division to figure out the effects of this? You know, game? what's really funny is the um, everybody talking about how we need to push more critical thinking and problem solving mm-hmm. into curriculums. It's like, hmm, where can we where can we develop these skills? Oh, wait, these things you're telling us to stay away from. <laughs> Don't play video games. Those will rot your brain. Really? Because the historically accurate ones I play have like taught me so much. And like the puzzle ones that I play, the tactical ones have taught me so much. It's like it's changed my way of thinking. So I approach things better. Or they're, or they're like uh, video games cause violent behavior. Everybody playing Animal Car- Crossing. Really, bro? Mm-hmm. I'm it's, just out here farming. It's funny because then people <laughs> take the violent games or like, like Skyrim where you're running around killing dragons and stuff. And people are like, yo, I'm just kind of farming trying to feed my family. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the harvest bro mm. get with it <laughs> never understood that oh it's these violent video games it's really they really aim that at stuff like call of duty and grand theft auto those series and you mean like, you mean games that chads and kyle's play mm, they're like oh it's ultra violent and blah 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 and it's like so it's but you know fictional. not everybody's playing those games right <laughs> it's it's fictional like i'm not gonna see n- nobody's seeing call of duty and being like i'm gonna go grab an ar and start clapping people left and right it's like no they do, that. they do that because they have mental health issues, not yeah. because they're playing a video game. Look, this person that you think that you're trying to attribute the violence of a video game to, you're trying to be like, this person played a video game and it made them crazy. Well, several years ago, that's the type of person that's out behind the barn killing bunnies with their bare hands before yeah. they go and commit homicide. Like No one playing magic is, <laughs> is a homicidal maniac. We had murder a hundred years ago. We have murder now. <laughs> It's not the fucking game. It's more or less just people are shit. You know, I think 
I think things like this would be more acceptable if you presented it in a narrative that some people like to exist in. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, there's a video game that had to do with primarily accounting. I'm sure somebody who's not into video games would eat that up Mm -hmm. or just some like off the wall things. Like a video game, car detailing video game. So I'm not sure if it's out yet. Actually, I'm almost 100% certain it's not out yet. But Star Citizen would probably be the uh, the game for those people. Because the concept the concept behind it is it's it's future. It's place in the future. You know, it's sci-fi. You know, we have like spaceships and star stations and all that. You know, space stations that you can go to. And it's, and it's this massively sprawling open universe where you can do anything. You know, you can you can you can pilot a, a ship and be a pirate, you know, attacking trade ships and doing stuff like that. You can be a businessman and start your own corporation in the game, not all the real like whatever, but you can start a trade industry, basically, you know, trading resources. You can you can do stuff like that. Um, there was this game that that basically I think is a front runner for uh, bringing the real world into video games. And I think it's called Second Life, but. Anybody who's listening, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was to the level where people would create these these corporations, these guilds, these like, you know, player communities, and you could use them to enact whatever thing you need to, you know, gather resources, increase your funds, you know, you could try to be political and like enforce like a government sort of thing. There was even a story about a person infiltrating one. You know, being like, yeah, I want to join you guys climbing the the ladder and then like destabilizing it from the inside, <laughs> you know. So if you if you're like, I want to play a game where all I do is like number crunch, you could play a game like that and then find a group of people who's like, we have this organization. We need somebody. We need an accountant. Come be an accountant in this video game. Banking game where it's like you work at a bank. Oh, (laughs) that would be hilarious. All right. Well, I mean, they have the uh, the VR games where that are that are similar to that, but they're not as in depth. Oh, why isn't that? I wonder if they should make that as a function in Animal Crossing. VR? No, bank. Oh, banking. (laughs) Like you work at the bank. You're bank teller. I mean, Animal (laughs) Crossing is all about like menial tasks and simple stuff so i wouldn't put it too far beyond the scope of animal crossing it just starts to become too real at a certain point (laughs) that and i've never played animal crossing so i can't say whether or not it does or doesn't exist in it what is it you're gonna play it and you're gonna be all about it you're gonna be like this is what's so great about it i know there's uh i know there's at least like an archaeological museum in it where you can like dig up bones and like put them on (laughs) display for people and stuff i know there's that and and that but i don't know anything about accounting in there I'm pretty sure they don't use like a general currency that would uh, make sense. Not, not like a real one. Yeah. I know you can farm things and sell them, mm-hmm. hang out on people's islands. Wow. Yeah, an accounting video game. <laughs> Somebody get on that. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 surprising the stuff that's far from the norm that people can be interested in. Like there's this there's this game. I don't mean to derail so hard, but there's this game that's uh it's called Snow Runner. And it's just you're you're an over the road 
uh, trucker of various I, I saw vehicles. you shared a post about that. You're like, yes. why do I want to play this so yes. bad? <laughs> and it's just, it's like you're, it's like you're a trucker delivering stuff in, um, in Arctic climates. And I'm like, does it just hit too hard to home? And you're just like, I have to play this. <laughs> no, it's just like the, uh, for me, it's the simplicity and it's the physics engine behind it. And it's like, it's the routine for, for whatever reason, my brain is just like, this is great. This is wonderful. You're just driving a truck down an icy road. Like I just assume it was like, this is a scenario you've had to endure in real life. Oh yeah, I have done. Yeah, You're like, have, I've done this before. Yeah, the, it, <laughs> I know it, exactly what to it do. It is a little IRL to me, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's the freedom of being able to you know take that truck off road and risk damaging it without actually causing any damage to something right. in the real world. Well, all rambling aside, I think we can start to close out this episode. One hundred percent. So yeah, um, even though it there there wasn't much to be had as far as teach me magic because it was yeah. more so. I grasped it pretty quick one day and then we're like, we need to get more people here to play a game that's, and see how it works out. That's so. kind of the thing about it. It's, it's fairly, it's fairly easy to pick up, but it's definitely one of those things where like the more you play it, the better you get. There's, there's a very low skill floor is what I'll say, but there is a ridiculously high skill ceiling, you know? So like I've been playing for years and I still would never say that I'm even close to playing at a professional level. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's my turn to play teacher. Yes. So, I, uh, yeah, I get to teach teach you how to make beats. Mm-hmm. Te- teach me how to uh, to make that hot fire. Yeah, which is a little bit more involved than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not read the card. It's I got to teach you some music theory. I got to figure out if you have rhythm. Mm-hmm. I got to teach you. <laughs> I got to teach you how to program things. <laughs> I'm be all right. I'm a quick it's study. Be a fun week. Yeah, um, I don't. Know, we don't really have any announcements or anything this time. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just same old. We got this is episode twenty. Whew. twenty with uh, let's see how many bonus episodes we just are did out. the sixth one. Well, we just recorded the. Oh sixth yeah, we just one. recorded the sixth one. The sixth one will drop before this. So yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it'll drop before nineteen. True. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm probably it, gonna have it tomorrow because I gotta do a, my mm-hmm. little. I gotta work some magic on some things on it. And so uh, yeah, episode twenty six bonus episodes. The eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> so thirty four. Yeah. We're almost there. approaching half a year recording the regular episodes. Yeah. I mean, we hit the six month mark for. I think we hit the six month mark for re- recording in general. Mm-hmm. Once again, shout out to everybody buying the merch. Keep buying it. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends about it. Wear it. Keep, yeah, wear it. Wear, wear it out it everywhere. Wear, in wherever you wherever you may be. By the time this drops, we are not as restricted on going out and about and doing stuff. So go ahead and tell everybody. Flex it. Hey, this is the Prefer Not to Say Podcast merch. Aha. Made by Lavish Media Designs. Aha. You should check it out. <laughs> Build and grow. Mm-hmm. Alright, everyone. That's this week's episode. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. Peace.